Hey guys, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Monday. Man, I'm back in LA. I haven't been in over a month. It feels like, because it was that long. Um, But it's good to be back. Thank you to everybody that helped the Bellman movie happen. Shout out to Cameron Fife and uh, Jason Adler. You guys crushed it. Movie's going to be amazing. Thomas Lennon, Richard Kind, Kenneth, uh, Kellen Coleman, um, Alphonse, Andrew Caldwell, uh, Jonathan Kite. Fuck. What a, what a, what a great time. The movie's going to be so funny. So can't wait for you guys to see that. And everyone that came out to Brea this weekend, thanks. We, uh, we packed out the shows. They weren't all sold out, but they were very heavily attended. And the crowds were great. And uh, I had a blast. I love that club. Can't wait to go back. And Brad and I will be doing a live podcast there very soon. So stay on the lookout for that. Speaking of which, tour dates, Brad Williams this weekend. Where's he going to be? I'll tell you where. Brad's going to be at the uh, Chuckles Comedy House in Memphis, Tennessee. The uh, Thursday, the 27th through Saturday, the 29th. Go see Brad, Memphis, Tennessee. The uh, Chuckles Comedy House in Memphis, Tennessee. Brad Williams. All his tour dates at bradwilliamscomedy.com. This weekend, I will be at Helium in Buffalo, New York, the 28th and 29th uh, of... uh, September this week I'll be in Buffalo Helium Comedy Club Thursday and two shows Friday come see me and the next weekend or I'm sorry the weekend after that uh, October 11th through the 13th I'll be at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick New Jersey tickets at adamraycomedy.com aboutlastnightpodcast.com for past and present episodes uh, ALN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram and Twitter Brad Williams Comic on Instagram Funny Brad on Twitter ShopAdamRay.com for uh, new Adam Ray merch Just got it Shirts, hats, hoodies Fucking, I know you like clothes So go over there, get some stuff The holidays are coming up Time to time to treat yourself and treat your family um, Today's episode is an amazing episode It's a re-release I think a lot of people are going to be very pumped when they hear it because it's one of those apps that just falls through the cracks. And I'm talking about Tony Danza, the one and only. He has a new show on Netflix out right now called The Good Cop with Josh Groban. And this episode was recorded a little over a year ago, uh, maybe two years actually, in New York while he was doing press for uh, Honeymoon in Vegas, a musical that my boy Jason Robert Brown did the music for. And uh, Tony crushed it, crushed this interview. I interviewed him as Tony Danza for the first time, I think, in the history of him doing anything. He said that never happened before. So that was awesome. So uh, follow Tony Danza on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Danza. Tweet at him. Tell him you liked him on the pod. Go see The Good Cop on Netflix. Stream it. And uh, and make sure you subscribe to the ALN Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get it. So many great apps coming up. Can't wait. Oh, and go watch American Vandal on Netflix. Season two, I'm in that shit. Um, and Shira will be dropping in November. A date is coming soon. That'll be on Netflix as well through DreamWorks. So stay on the lookout. And uh, and a lot of great apps coming up. So make sure you subscribe. But now we got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode, uh, a re-release, a brand new re-release of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Tony Danza. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Come on and treat 
It's about last night. So you said we got about 20 to 30, yeah? Okay, cool. I'm right. Awesome. Uh, you look sharp, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, a real treat for me. Um, My pleasure. Been a big fan of you for a while. I'm thrilled that we're here for honeymoon in Vegas. Uh, but at the same token, disappointed we're not here for angels in the outfield too. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> you, you laugh. Yeah, that was a great movie. That was so much fun to do. Yeah. Um, the uh, so you're you're kind of to me, I think, as New York as it gets. I mean, you grew up in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, your father was a sanitation worker. Garbage man. In the city. Uh, is it? Do they prefer garbage man or sanitation worker like the more medical term? I think they probably prefer sanitation man, but uh, I think uh, my father was a garbage man. He, yeah. he, in, fact, in fact, they worked on the street that I lived on and went to school on. Oh, no kidding. You know, I, I used to do this joke that I was always so proud of him because he used to drop me off at school with the truck. <laughs> yeah. and I'll never forget my first day of high school. Let me ride inside the truck. You know. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, but yeah. no, but he really was on the block and and uh, and and you know he used to say to me hey don't do anything wrong cuz somebody will definitely tell me you know, so. <laughs> i uh, i have a buddy uh, whose dad was also a, a garbage man and he said that like that instilled like definitely like some work ethic in him because it was like the consistency of like getting up every morning and just like i call it garbage man's disease like, <laughs> yeah. no matter what time you go to sleep you got to get up at 5:30 yeah 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 you know and um I, I, you know I, Somebody asked me, uh, you know, what's the big thing your parents gave me? And one of the big things they gave me is that work ethic, you know, watching him go to work. My mother was another one who went to work all the time. But uh, but watching him, I, I remember when it would rain, when it would snow. We, right. we moved to Long Island when I was like 15. And we moved to Malvern, Long Island. When it would snow, he'd have to get to Brooklyn. Okay. He would walk. He'd hitchhike to Brooklyn. He'd get, he'd have to be at work somehow, even if he couldn't get there in a car. Excuse me, you'd see... You know, he'd go outside and see his footprints as he went down the block. It's wow. amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so New York is kind of, I mean, it's been home for a while. You've lived in L.A., but... I lived in L.A. for almost 35 years. Yeah. And I, it's, it was so good to me and everything else. And then it sort of went to, went, it didn't go so well in the end. And I just decided that uh, my daughter was coming here to go to, uh, par- uh, was coming here to go to school. And so I said, uh, I'm coming with you. Right. So I moved to New York almost five years ago now. And it's uh, the greatest, you know. It's yeah. What is it? Why? Why is it so special to you? Everyone always compares L.A. to New York, but I mean, there's obvious. Well, first of all, the one, one, one thing is the brush. Yeah. You know the brush. Yeah. The brush is you brush against people yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah. You know. In in L.A. you don't brush. I guess. Well, you're in your car all the, the time. only time. Yeah. The only time you get a brush is when you give the finger to somebody. <laughs> in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's it's just uh, there's a there's just it's a livelier walking sort. I don't own a car. Imagine. When's the last time you've driven yourself well i was in la i had to drive yeah i had to drive uh it's so nice to not some guy some guy made fun of my head of a mini cooper (laughs) he called me a little fart or something (laughs) it's like wait a minute well in his defense yeah it is cool it's uh (laughs) yeah what uh what were you driving before the mini cooper um i've been driving that mini you know i used to have a you know i had a cadillac of course jack i had over there but um, you drove day, an unmarked blue van for a little while. In two, that's right. Yeah. In 2005, I told my business manager, that's when those Mini Coopers came out. They were cool. Oh, yeah. I got an S. I got a black and I S, black on gray, six speeds. And I, he said to me, that's all you're going to drive? I said, yep, that's all I'm going to drive. <laughs> so that's what I've been driving for. I still have it. It's great. Yeah, but you avoid, like, you're right, like uh, confrontations on the road. Now, if you, you know, maybe have a little brush up on the subway, but it's a lot less... 
I love the subway. It's a lot less passive on the subway. If someone's going to get in your face and... Uh... It's, New York is very in your face. And that's what's great about it. You know, one way or the other, you know, you know where you stand. Yeah. You know? uh, we should talk about the show. Honeymoon uh, in Vegas, you return to the stage. Yes. Uh, it's cool, Adam. It's, it's so fucking... Old. I saw you in the producers. Uh, and that was uh, amazing. Let and me so... tell you, that, you know, I, I used to think that was the hardest part on Broadway until uh, Rob McClure, uh, who's playing uh, Jack Singer in this. Right. It's an unbelievable part. I mean, he's got to kill himself. Um, what is it? I mean, I uh, start. I did musicals all of, since fifth grade through high school, and then college even a little well, this bit. This is the one, man. Yeah, I mean this. This, the one. this uh, and I, like I was telling you before we got on, Jason Robert Brown uh, is a buddy of mine from SC, guest professed, and he was. Uh, he's, I mean, just you know, Tony Award winner, brilliant. And I was telling you how he was showing me some of the uh, songs he was working on, and being like, "I'm just gonna try to get hopefully Tony Danza." It's <laughs> like if you do that, like you're making the right choice. Uh, and now here we are. It's like four years ago. He came yeah. to my uh, my house and he played the, this um, this verse from Out of the Sun, this song I sing in the show. And I was like, "Holy mackerel! I get to sing that! Yeah. I'm in." But I got to tell you, we, we you know I, I see everything. I've been going, and I'm a musical guy. I did yeah. musicals in high school. Yeah. And I and I go to I go to Broadway a lot. You nothing, sing on your show a lot too, which I love. And I actually sing on my show. Yeah, it was great. But nothing like this. Nothing like this. How so? Well, first of all, the music that Jason wrote is is beyond belief. Yeah. It's so funny. Andrew Bergman, you know, he wrote not only this, but he wrote The In-Laws. He wrote The Soap Dish. He wrote Blazing Saddles. Yeah. He wrote The Freshman. Yeah. You know, so he's there. Um, and, and it's just a great ensemble. They put together a bunch of people. This kid, uh, this kid uh, Rob McClure, he was chaplain on Broadway. Um, when he got the paw, he came in red. And what happened was he came in red and I was like, oh, this is the guy. And then... So you were involved in that process from the he, beginning, yeah? Oh, yeah, I've Helping, been working yeah. on this for over four years. So sure. he, he went and uh, went and did Chaplin. I was like, I was crushed. I don't want to do it with anybody else. And then Chaplin closed. Sorry. But, he, <laughs> but we got him. And, um, and I told him when I got him, I said, uh, I'm riding you all the way to the promised land. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's unbelievable. If anything, he aggravates me because he reminds me how I used to feel. <laughs> I mean, he's just incredible. Yeah. So, and it's a great group of people. Bryn O'Malley's unbelievable. David Josephsburg, the guy that plays the the, the Elvis and the, yeah. and the casino singer. Yeah, there's a camaraderie in musical theater that you definitely just don't. We're a team. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's similar to uh, the sitcom world, right? Like, yeah, but but it's more because there's there's so much mechanization in the show. So so many changes. You know, one of the things I'm most proud of that at my age I can still do quick changes. <laughs> you got to stand and put your pants on standing up. You try doing that. You know what I mean? Okay, you got no time to sit down. So, I mean, all these... There's a lot of quick changes, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of quick yeah. changes. So. Yeah, people underestimate that. They have no idea that that's going on backstage. They just assume if you're out there, then you better be perfect. Yes, you got to run around yeah. trying to get that last snap to go, you know. Oh, yeah. But, um, but I'm telling you, I have been in a lot of stuff. I have... Uh, I've been ups and downs, good stuff, bad stuff, thought stuff was good that wasn't, thought stuff that was bad and was good. This thing's the best thing. I, I think this may be the best thing I've ever been in. Oh, shit. Oh, you gotta, you, you just, and what it's doing to audiences is unbelievable. It's amazing. Um, I mean, they're, they're like crazed because it does give you, I think, and I know I'm tooting my own horn, but it does give you, you know, there's a, there's a line in the show in, in, in a song in the show I Love Betsy where he says I love Broadway once a year and, and a lot of people go once a year yeah. once a year twice a year to the theater yeah, yeah to the theater this is the show that you hope you go to because you want that experience that thing that happens yeah. 
so many times you go and you go, all right, yeah. And how many times you fall asleep? I'll give you, I'll tell you how this will qualify. Yeah. This will do it. So I was in the gym the other day and a woman came up to me and she said, hey, we saw your show. I said, oh, what'd you think? And she said, my husband thinks it's the greatest show he's ever seen. Wow. I was like, wow, that's Thank pretty you. nice. I said, yeah. why? She says, because it was the only one he's ever been able to stay up through all the way. Yeah, that's huge though. So he, yeah, he stayed up. Because, so yeah. That's, you, you do want to know, by the way, when people come up to you and, and give you the initial count, you want to like know. Tell me. I don't yeah. Know. I've had people come up to me after stand-up shows. I'll see, like if I do a, a show in Vegas and I'll run into somebody in the casino, right? And they'll be in the elevator. And sometimes I had some people be like, oh, we saw your show earlier. And I'm like, oh, great. And I'll go, well, have a great night. And I'm just going to walk <laughs> in. I'm like, shit, all right, well. You know, I was doing last night, uh, I was doing that old comics joke. So the comic finishes his set. Yeah. Goes to his dressing room and there's a knock on the door and the most beautiful sexy woman is standing at the door sure and she says we'll call her judith light for this story she yeah. says i saw your show and because you were so great i want you to do anything you want to me anything you want just do it to me because your show was so great and the comic says do you see the first show or the second show <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that couldn't be more accurate <laughs> right god dude that's so funny we're so yeah dude i mean we need that validation oh please please yeah, i had I, somebody say to me yesterday uh Eight or nine minutes long. I'm like, yeah, lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Th- I feel like, by the way, uh, that is like the next move for you. Like some stand up. I mean, I know you've done like you know a lot theater and one man shows and stuff, but like you, first of all, you have I was talking with uh, uh, you know Dane Cook, come mm-hmm. in, just about like the likability factor and how like uh, important that is. Yeah. And it's like you could not be more likable or charismatic in everything you do. People love Tony Danza, and I feel like you've got great comedic timing, which you've shown. And uh, I don't know, man. I feel like that's the well, next you know, beast for you to my, tackle. My act, when I do my act, my act is not is a lot of comedy. Right. It's a lot of telling stories, stories yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and doing jokes, and you know. Yeah, but like um, popping into an improv or something. Yeah, I know. I just haven't. Have you ever? You've never. No, I've never. Uh, never popped in. No, never popped in. Well, I'm at uh, Gotham Comedy Club tomorrow night, and if the show's over early, and you want to come down and, uh, and tell that elevator story, <laughs> uh, I do want to read some uh, reviews because this is just bananas, and I know you're getting a lot of positive affirmations from people and, and friends. Are like friends coming to see shows and love. Danny it. came. Danny DeVito, Mary Lou came. Uh, Carol Kane came. Uh, Carol Kane came. Uh, J- Judith's been there. Um, who else has been there? Did, yeah, a lot of people. A lot of my friends are coming. What do they say? I mean, are, are they? Yeah, I'll give you one. Yeah, Ready for this is a good one. Yeah. So when I first got to Hollywood, uh, I was there like a year. I get a phone call one night, one day, and it's Sammy Kahn's uh, assistant. Sammy sure. Kahn, the great writer. He wrote Love and Marriage, Second Time Around, all these wonderful songs that Sinatra sang. Yeah. He's one of the guys. So he said they wanted me to come to a party at their house, a Christmas party. Sammy Kahn wants me to come to a Christmas party. I thought he was trying to get to Danny DeVito through me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but anyway, I go. <laughs> and it's... Hollywood royalty and it's how I get to know old Hollywood it's how I get to know Billy Wilder and, and, and Gregory Peck and you know the Rat Pack's there everybody's and these there. types of parties are legendary this is the craziest yeah, thing yeah. you've ever seen okay so Sammy and I become very fr- close and I, I loved him very dearly and he, he passed away a few years ago and, and uh, but he had a young wife who was a showgirl from the Latin Quarter Tita Tita T-I-T-A and Tita is a um Let's just say she's hard nosed. Yeah. You know, she she's very hard to please. She doesn't like anything. You know, she's like she's a critic, but she's a good kid. She's really a good girl, and we're very close. And she's seen me 
since I decided I'm going to be a song and dance man, like in 94, I decided this is when I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. And I wrote an act and I tried with a guy and I didn't, I went on a road and she's seen my many sort of incarnations. You know, I played the Feinsteins and the rainbow room and yeah. all. And some of it's been good. Some of it's not so good, whatever, you know, but you're, you're learning yep. because as you know, you got to get out there to learn. You can't it's learn. It's the only way Nobody to do it. Teach you. Yep. You, you got to do it. Okay. So she came to see the show the other night. You know what she says to me? She comes back. She says, see what happens when you practice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's great, you know. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's really, they're, they're really, they're, uh, people want shortcuts. You just can't. You can't. Take no. one. No, let me tell you, you know, like I'm singing a lot in this show, right? And I Do was you have wondering... a singing background, by the way? I mean, it's no. clearly, no. no. No, I mean, other than singing, you know, singing just in doing the shower, yeah. singing and Sing along you, with the radio. What would you sing in the shower, by the way? What would you go to? Some well, Susu I, Studio? or No, I, I'm a Sinatra guy. I'm a yeah. swing guy. I like to swing. I like to swing. You know, uh, I can only give you love that lasts forever. You know, that nice, kind of thing. Dude. So, so, but Anybody you else can't learn on to right do now? that. You can't be free enough to do that yeah. until you go out there and do it a few times. Of course. First time, you're not going to be. Second time, you little by little, you start to go, oh, wait a minute. Oh, and, and relax. And, and it happens. But until you go out there and do it. And have an audience, right? Because those people who, like, you'll see, they'll, who will sing in the shower and then go straight to an American Idol audition and then crumble. And it's like, well, yeah, like, you haven't been in front of anybody. You've got to be in front. You've got to have that. You have to know that feeling and be able to control it, you know? And then, you know, I, I did a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I, I would play uh, uh, performing arts centers and then we'd get in the car, drive 200 miles, and I'd be singing a ballad as the roller coaster went by. You know what I mean? So you, <laughs> you really have to get out there and, and, and you know, put yourself on the line and see yeah. what happens. All right, I want to read you one of these reviews. The New York Times uh, said Why your character... Why read that one? Yeah, come oh. on. Yeah, come on. Your, uh, your uh, character in Honeymoon in Vegas, Tommy Corman, may be the best musical portrayal of a gentleman gangster since the heyday of Guys and Dolls, and that the cooler-than-cool spirit of the Rat Pack's chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra, is present in Honeymoon, made flesh in a deliciously underplayed star turn by Tony Danza as an entrepreneur of dubious business deals and unquestionable power. Holy shit, man. You know what's funny about that? Is that my mother? Is that I wrote it? Yeah. My mother. That's Ben Brantley, by the way. Oh yeah. No, my mother. My mother's a big Sinatra fan. She awesome. She, was she a, got you into it. No, no. She okay. was a. Uh, well, yeah. She was a Bobby Soxer. She used to go to the Paramount Hotel and scream Frankie. Oh no kidding. And uh, well, my that's all I heard about. When I was on t- when I was on TV a couple of years, uh, Adam, I started to think who I was. She said to me, "Big shot. When you introduce me to Sinatra, then you're a star." <laughs> So, so, uh, and and I got to do that, you know. I, no I really got to do that. Um, but if if she was around to see that, to hear that, to, to, you know, it would be. I mean, that's really one of the things I wish my I wish my mother was around to see this. Yeah, she was uh, a big supporter. Yeah, big supporter. She was. Uh, she she was the ambitious one. She was the one who said I could be somebody. She was always saying you could be somebody. You could be somebody. You know, she'd do it like uh, Marlon Brando. Because you know, everybody says I, you could have been, I could have been a contender. No, he said I could have been somebody. That's great. Yeah, could man. Be somebody. What was like the first thing she saw you in? That she kind of uh, gave you a little like boost, like, "Hey, man, you got to stick with this." No, no, it wasn't like that. No? It wasn't like that. No, you know what? I, you know, I, I, I got out of college. The whole thing was always you had to go to college. Go to college. You didn't know anything about college, but yeah. you had to go. So I did go, and then when I got out, I was messed up for a while. You know, I didn't know what I was doing, and then I started fighting, and I was telling. I was telling Adrian that uh, uh, that my mother saw me get knocked out, 
It's not nice to have your mother watch you get knocked out. No, it's yeah. a mother's worst nightmare. Yeah, I got hit on the chin, went that down face, for, face forward, and the uh, last thing I remember as I went into the vortex of unconsciousness was my mother screaming, a primal scream. Okay. So, so, but so, so she really didn't have that. And then what happened was is that, uh, you know, I, 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 I think I was a little bit of a disappointment to her. I was, you know, I was self-sufficient, and I had a job, and I was working and stuff, but, I, you know, she had bigger plans for me. And then I got lucky, you know. I got lucky, and uh, a guy walked into the gym in, in Gleason's. And I was going to ask, that story is true. That I mean, because you hear these stories of people yeah, getting no, discovered. I was, in, and- I was training in Gleason's on 30th and 8th Avenue, and uh, and a guy walked in and said, uh, Who's that? And uh, I was, you know, I think I was the only white guy in the gym, by the way. <laughs> was he so walking it was easy in? to see me. Was he looking for uh, stars? Yeah, they were, they were, he was doing a pipe. He was a, uh, a producer who was a brokester. And he was trying to uh, uh, launch, get a pilot sold. Yeah. He was trying to sell a pilot called Augie. And Augie was a uh, a, um, a combination of Chico and the Man and Rocky. Yeah. You know, old man owns a gym, young fighter works out there, they're friends, and then they rent half the gym to an aerobics instructor. Um, that, you know, classic tale. Well, it dates it. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, um he was looking. He came in, saw me. He said, "You know, that's the guy. That's the guy from Augie. That's me. That's." And so he came to see me fight and brought some guys from NBC. And I got knocked down twice in the first thirty seconds and came back and won the fight. Oh shit! And the guy went crazy. Got me a screen test. Screen test led to uh, to an agent and and a pilot. And then the agent sent me up on another interview for uh, the Warriors. Remember that yeah. movie, oh, the yeah. Warriors? An open call for the Warriors. I brought the poster for my my next fight. I was fighting my first main event at Prospect Hall. So you were still like, I'm fighting. Like you're I just was the champion of the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's my first it's main incredible. event. I was on TV. I was on Manhattan Cable. Oh Yo, yeah. Anyway, so a little, I, little I, shout out there, Manhattan yeah, Cable. Yeah. Oh god. I uh, at the end of the audition, I, uh, it was Larry Gordon and Walter Hill and Joel Silver, and they were sitting at the end of this big conference table, and I was on the end. And I, did the sides? I put the sides down. I picked up the poster, and I unfurled the poster. I said, hey, "You guys really want to see a warrior? Come see me fight." I had my picture. Tough Tony Danza, Brooklyn's <laughs> knockout artist. Brooklyn's knockout artist. Yeah, yeah you got to have a tagline for yourself, right? I used to hit. I could punch. So, uh, so they went, "Yeah, well, we'll come and see you." So they came. They sat through five boring fights. Worst <laughs> card of all time. Yeah. And then I came out. Go on YouTube today. Go on YouTube today. And put Tony Danza fight, and the fight is on there. <laughs> Well, what happens is I knock the guy out, all right? And Larry Gordon says, that's the greatest audition I've ever seen. And I get this Warriors. I go to Gulf and Western for uh, Paramount, for, for wardrobe. And ABC heard I got a movie. They had me on a pilot deal. So they called Jim Brooks, who was trying to cast a fighter. He was looking for an Irish heavyweight. Oh, jeez. And Timing. Phil Ryan. And they made it an Italian middleweight named uh, Phil Banta. It's interesting here. Uh so it was Phil Banta. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, it was amazing. I went and I read with Mandy Patinkin and oh got God. the part. This is crazy. I tell people, he said to me as I walked out, Jim Brooks said to me, I loved your work. I had no idea what he was talking about. So <laughs> listen, how nuts I was. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> You're just so naive. It probably helps you though, so right? Na- oh, yeah. You know, ignorance is bliss. I was just going to say. There's yeah. no doubt. There is no, absolutely no doubt. Um but I so I so I end up with that I I, I had to choose at one point okay. I had to choose between a series and a movie, and Joel Silver's called me. Oh, you got to take the movie, and the other guy, oh, you should take the TV series. And 
I, I, I was, I couldn't even think about movies. TV was what I knew. Yeah. So I said, I try, try a TV. That's TV. the only reason you went with it, just because you had a more affinity. Not, yeah, more like I You're like I have a TV. I mean, I saw yeah. I saw movies. No, I went to a lot of movies yeah. back then. You know, I was a big movie guy, but but I sort of I don't know. TV was more accessible, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then when you get on it and it's airing, just that whole experience. I mean, is that just? Are you, is your head still as you're doing it still like all right? Like I'm doing this TV thing to support the boxing dream. Still, I mean, is it? I tried. You know what I did after the first year of Taxi? I go back to fighting. Some people take a TV movie. Yeah. No, I go back to fighting. So the off season for you was yeah, uh, and I take uh, I take a fight. I fight in the garden. I'm fighting the garden. Was amazing. Madison Square Garden, the garden outside the hotel here. No, not yeah, the garden okay. outside the hotel. And everybody came. I will never forget. It was everybody from ABC, all the guys from the show. Merv Griffin came. You oh know? shit! And so uh, I knocked the guy out. It was a great night. My parents were there too, and they both, you know, my both my father and my mother saw me get knocked out, and so it was nice to win. And it, it, there's a, I have a great picture of my mother and father, and my, and my friend said to me, "Oh, they look so happy." I said, "No, it's relief. <laughs> they just relieved. <laughs> yeah, I didn't dude. get killed." So of course. Um, but uh, so I fought there, and then I fought again in Phoenix, and and if I win this fight in Phoenix, I'm going to fight a top ten guy, and if I win, I beat the top ten guy, then I get a title shot, and maybe I turn. You know my TVQ into a title shot, yeah. and, and I was a big puncher. So maybe I get lucky, hit somebody on the chin, I'll be champion of the world and have a series. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. Of course, you okay. have to think that big. So I go to Phoenix, and I'm fighting a kid named Johnny Ho- Johnny Hurd, Johnny Horde. I can't. Remember. Anyway, I was really good. If you came to me, you come to me, I could bang you. You know, but if you moved around and I had to chase you, I could look bad. Oh, for real? And this guy was a cutie. He was all over the place. <laughs> Is that a common term used in boxing? A cutie? Yeah. Yeah, he's a cutie. This guy so, was an adorable fighter. means <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Yeah, of course. Anyway, so I'm chasing him around, and all of a sudden, two things happened, first yeah. of all. First of all, I became the overdog. I was always the underdog. Yeah. All of a sudden, I was the overdog, you know. Everybody from Taxi flew in. John Travolta came with oh, Mary shit. Lou. It was like, hey, Tony, good luck tonight. You no, know, that yeah, exactly, yeah. right. And But people were like, mm, yeah, well, Hollywood asshole. You oh, know? for real. Yeah. The same way people, when they look at people when they're like starting bands, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just Like, yeah, all right, man, okay. stick to what you do. So, okay, so there we are. So I'm out there, and uh, then I can't catch this guy. And then I started to have a stupid thought, which you cannot have when you're boxing. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I'm on TV now, so I hope this guy don't hit me in the nose. And the minute I got to hey, the word nose, valid. he hit me right on the butt. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I wasn't thinking about the your right he- thing. Yeah, your head wasn't there. I get hit in the chin. There's a great picture where the guy puts the ch- – it's right on the chin. My face is like that. Oh, it's, great. It's, it's one of those pictures that you get the moment of impact. Sure. And I used to tell everybody – I know I had long hair. And I used to tell everybody, you know what I love about this picture? See when he hits me, how my hair flies? But anyway uh, – <laughs> Look how perfect but, my hair is. But anyway, was. I don't go. For some reason, I don't go, and I come back, and I beat the guy, and I win the fight. But then I knew my, that the, the party was over, that it was time to... Yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't thinking about the right thing anymore. And you really can get killed in there, you know, so you have to really be Well, thank killed. God you took a break so that you can... Uh... No, it changed. And listen, uh, I got lucky uh, because uh, this would be a very different conversation now. Right. Uh, well, I'm glad it's... I'm glad it's yeah. not. I'm glad that they're... Uh, that we're here right now in, in Honeymoon in Vegas. Uh Playing right now, New York City. What's the theater again? Niederlander, Forty First right. Street. Uh, Historic. It's amazing. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I I I am at a loss for words because I really think it's that good. I'm flipping out. 
I'm flipping. You're out. so pumped every night. You, you so walk pumped. down. I can't there. wait to do it. Do you have a routine? Like, do you do it? Is there some sort of Tony Danza walk down the street that you pump yes. yourself up? You're not gonna believe this. I do have there is. Yes. You yes. shadow box on the way there? No. no. What I do is, what I do is, I you know I I train all the time. Of course, I'm a trainer. Okay. You're in phenomenal shape, by the way. And I have and I and I have a little bit of a steam shower in my house. So I work out, take a steam, then I go and I leave early. Take the train, the subway to 50th. I get off at 50th, and I walk to the TKTS booth. Oh my God! And I roust to people. I just go in there and say, hey, "What are you going to see, folks?" And they're like, "Oh, you know, Tony Dan." They go crazy. I see honeymoon in Vegas. I'm going to see uh, Aladdin. Are you nuts? You come to New York to see a Disney film? What are you crazy? You know, Mamma Mia. Oh, give me a yeah, break yeah. already. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they're going to make you get up and sing. What are you doing? So anyway, um, so you like to have a little fun and so just I like do that. It loosens you up, yeah. I hit that, and then that walk from 47, 48 to 41st Street at that time. Right now, especially because it's Christmas. Yeah. Yesterday was this weekend was <clears throat> SantaCon. It was three thousand million. It's, it's bedlam out oh, there. Oh, that's come on. And it's quite a. Walk. That's moving itself. Tony it's Danza lost Tony, in SantaCon, and I just keep moving. Yeah, so you yeah, get yeah. Real sweat. Of course. And then I get to the theater, and I put on my shoes. I put on my tap shoes, and I just do a little tap, and I stretch, and then I go out and do the show. Jesus. Oh, it's wonderful. And you just crush it. It's, it's just amazing. It's, well, I hope it runs forever. Me too. Because you seem so freaking happy yeah. and pumped about it. I, you know, I'm, I'm also a producer on this, too, so I'm Great. involved in this. I, 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 you invested I, in a lot of ways. I, you know what? I broke Max Bialystok's uh, rule. You know, his, his rule, remember? The oh, producer, yeah. Producer, yeah. right? Uh, make what the flop. Uh, I'm going to butcher it. No, no. Here's the first rule. What's the first rule? What are, there's two rules yeah. in two, yeah. two rules. Two rules you cannot break. What's rule number one? What's rule number one? Never put your own money in the show. That's right. And what's rule number two? Never put your own money in the show. And <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I've even done that. That's oh, crazy. Shit. Yeah, I broke the rule. Yeah, but it's you know that's uh, that just is a testament to your passion for the for the work and the project, and Adam, how much you love what you my do. My old man used to say, "When you got the goods, you'll be okay." I got the goods. I mean it. I, I've been telling people like, you know, I'm invoking the great New York hero Joe Namath and telling people, I guarantee it. Yeah. You come. I, I come out afterwards after the show. If you didn't like it, you could tell me I'm a bum. I, but you can I'm, take it. I'm, 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 I haven't had anybody say that. Yeah, you can call Tony a bum, but just be prepared for that left hook. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'd like to wrap this up, and I appreciate you making time for this, by the it's way. My pleasure. It's I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, we end each podcast with a quick uh, rapid fire question thing. Just ten, like quick, get to know sure. you questions. So, and uh, do you mind? Uh, one of my, I'm going to do it as, and I think this will be the first time ever. Uh, one of my first impressions I started doing uh, was of you when oh, I started cool. doing stand up, oh, and I would love to do a Danza on Danza rapid that. fire. That sounds good. I don't know if this has ever happened before. I'll try not to imitate <clears throat> you. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> Good evening, folks, and welcome to Danza on Danza, where I, Tony Danza, interview me, Tony Danza. Who's the boss? Not Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Let's get to know me. First question. Uh, what's, what, what's my favorite food? Uh, your favorite food is um, anything Italian, basically. Um, let's see. My favorite would be... Um, I just had it the other day. I had a lasagna. Oh, and you know what lasagna. the secret to a great lasagna is? I do. It's the sauce. No, it's not. Oh. No, of course you have to have good well, sauce. you got to have good sauce. But the secret is is that you have to make the meatballs first mm. and use the meatballs as the meat in the, in the, in the lasagna. Otherwise, right. you just have a hamburger, have a hamburger. In, your lasagna. Yeah, in your lasagna. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> Fa- your favorite song in a musical? 
Uh, right now, my yeah. favorite song in the musical is, I, is the song, like, one of the songs. The song that we sing. Two, I sing two that are really, cra- I, that, there's so many. Yeah, there's a I, got I, six, I got six songs. I know show. you do. All right. Uh, but there's one called A Little Bit of Luck. Yeah. Which is sort of my theme. You want to give a little, a little taste of that? Uh, well, you know, it's it's a song to his uh, of course. his dead wife. Oh, yeah. Because he's now, he he's won the girl. And he sings it a little bit to his dead wife. He goes, uh, hey, Donna, didn't I tell you then that no matter what, I would be with you again? Wow, Donna, can you believe it's true? Isn't it amazing what a little luck can do? Wow. Boy, we sound great. Uh, all right. What's more impressive? <laughs> we sound great. What's more impressive, doing 15 minutes on an exercise bike or hitting a major league home run? That's the dumbest question I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, all right. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, of course, a major league home run would be... What Way more impressive. Of yeah. course. You're right. Uh, what feels better, a high five or a hug? A hug. There you go. Uh, better sport, boxing or bobsledding? Bobsledding. Nice. Misdirection, I like that. Mm. If you were late to a show, would you rather travel by taxi or by unmarked, suspicious blue van full of vacuum cleaners from the 80s? Uh, I think the blue van. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a classic. It's a classic. Uh, all right. Final question. Yes. Who would play us, Tony Danza, yes. in the Tony Danza movie? <laughs> and you can either, if you have one in mind, because everybody thinks about who would play them in the movie. But here's a couple choices. Zac Efron, Danny Glover, Sean Penn, Rachel McAdams. Uh, I think I want to go with Rachel. Oh, yeah, I think it's a solid choice. <laughs> <laughs> She's got range. Uh, hey, listen, you gotta have range. You gotta have range. Yeah. Tony, you're the man. I no, can't Adam, thank, thank you enough. Thank you very for much. This. this is great. And I wish you a lot of luck. Thank you, buddy. Well, there it is. The interview with Tony Danza that uh, I got to be honest, I didn't uh, think it was it was ever going to happen. But um, he's a busy dude, and and he lives across the country, and and. You know, schedules, timing is everything. And uh, the gods were with us, the Danza gods. Uh, and uh, and uh, his manager, Dan Fair, who's a real solid dude, helped me really get this uh, lined up. And, uh, and it was incredible. And I'm glad you uh, enjoyed it. Part two, we will get in the future. Uh, there's so much more I wanted to talk to him about. And uh, obviously, you can tell he's just got so many great stories. He's just a guy that I... Uh, would love to uh, chat with for, for hours on end. Um, I did go see the show the next night, and it was incredible. I can't recommend it enough. Jason Robert Brown, uh, again, our, our mutual pal, who's a Tony Award winner, wrote incredible music. There's really nothing Tony Danza can't do. I mean, this show was a prime example. His voice, uh, was I was in awe of how, uh, of how good it was, man. He just obviously... You've heard him sing, uh, you know, when he hosted his talk show and and when he was in the producers. But uh, he, he brings it to another level, man. He's just so easy to watch, easy to listen to, likable, dude. It's fucking. He started playing the ukulele in one of the scenes and and tap dancing. I was waiting for him to start juggling and teaching fat kids how to origami. It's like, what can't you do, man? <laughs> Uh, it was just, it was a treat to watch. Musical theater should be fun and entertaining, and this this show, Honeymoon in Vegas, was nothing short. Uh, the whole cast is brilliant. They're just super talented people. I feel like they got the best of the best uh, to be in the show, and, uh, and it was so fun to watch. If you're in New York City, go to the Nederlander Theater and see Honeymoon in Vegas on Broadway. I can't recommend it enough. And even if you don't live here, make the trip, man. The holidays are coming up, and even after the holidays, take all that Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa money you got and make a trip. And go see the show. Uh, It's worth it. 
And it was awesome because after the show, uh, I got to go backstage and uh, and visit Tony. And there was this long line of people waiting outside his dressing room to uh, to say hi. And he kind of you know walks out and kind of greets them all. And then towards the end, he kind of looks over and he, he kind of looks over and sees a in the corner of his eye. He kind of catches a little glance at me and he just kind of gives a big beaming Danza face. Like, oh, hey, and he runs over to me and he goes, "Oh, so so coming, just so eager." For my, uh, you know, reaction to the show, and uh, and he's like, "So, how, how, what'd you think? How was it?" And I go, "We were great." <laughs> and he just starts cracking up, and it was uh, it was awesome, man. He uh, he couldn't have been uh, more fun to watch on stage. I want to close this uh, special bonus episode out. Everything about this episode was special, uh, and I want to close it out with one of the songs from Honeymoon in Vegas. Uh, to kind of give you guys a little taste what the appetite for you to, to come check the show out uh, the title of the song uh, again written by uh, the brilliant Jason Robert Brown the title of the song A Little Luck from Honeymoon in Vegas sung by the one and only Tony Danza Hey Donna didn't I tell you then that no matter what I would be with you again Wow, Donna Can you believe it's true? Isn't it amazing what a little luck can do? Yes, Donna There by your side I swore that I'd make things just like the way they were before Bam, baby, everything's good as new Isn't it amazing what a little luck can do Love may be blind, but the stars were aligned in my favor I'm a pro, but let's face it, that's no guarantee Here's my technique, I resolve not to weaken or waver And what is that flavor? Sweet victory See, just like it used to be if some folks get hurt, well, remember, so did we. Now, princess, sit and enjoy the view. Isn't it amazing when you're feeling stuck and you're in the muck and you're thunderstruck? What a little bitty bit of luck can do.
expect that she'd fall for this wreck, Casanova. We'll jump in Jehovah. Baby, let's dance. Well, 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 everything's right on track. It was touch and go, but you got the magic back. Amen, brother, and merci beaucoup. Isn't it amazing what a well-placed buck and some well-trained pals and a sitting duck and a little bit. 